0: Jerk practice. Sketch boys love
1: to reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what? Anyways, the, yeah.
0: Well, welcome to the jerk practice podcast. I'm Casey.
1: I'm hard ass.
0: We're gonna spike your ear, nog. ear nog with some pre-holiday joy.
1: Casey, right off the bat, I got a question for mm. you. Yeah. It. It's it's a it's a hard hitter, yeah. Yeah. Are you a Shrek man?
0: Oh, Shrek man. Mm. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Do you elaborate on any any thoughts that come to mind?
0: I mean, I recall seeing Shrek like when we were all in college and like post college, like as they were coming out, whether it be at a party or at like I mean, because. Henning and I went to MCAD and you hung out with a bunch of animation nerds, like having animation on and around it's mm. kind of a thing. Like, of I course. don't remember seeing Shrek because it came out well after we were young enough to like, let's go to the theater and watch a cartoon. Right. Uh, I remember thinking it was funnier at that time in my early 20s than I was expecting. And now it's come on a few times in a different few iterations and I... I'm not a big fan. I don't think. I uh, to be fair, I haven't sat down and watched a whole Shrek front to back, and you haven't quite done a the while. Lord of the
1: Rings Shrek style, binge? the Shrek weekend,
0: Shrek, yeah. yeah,
1: weekend weekend of Shrekies. Uh, Harvey used to watch just there was a
0: Puss in Boots,
1: yeah, animated show made right.
0: just for Netflix, and she would watch it a lot a while ago, and like. But she would need it on, like, when she would get up at 5 a.m., so it would either be, you know, Ash or I. So I'd get up with her, and I'm just so dog-tired. Yeah. But she's like, you need to have something because you, sad sack of shit, aren't awake yet. So I, it, I'm i in this weird, like, dream state of half-watching this Puss in Boots show and, like, half like, trying to go back to sleep. Like, mm-hmm. just trying to scratch another 45 minutes out of that morning. So also, I, I will say, that's not the ideal way to watch anything. Let it be Godfather or whether it be Shrek.
1: Well, those two are uh, a hard juxtaposition. We just had a holiday Shrek on.
0: And I'm yeah. going
1: hard anti-Shrek. Going, big, This big is big no anti-Shrek Shrek rhetoric. No, thank you. It's cheeky. I don't need uh. to see. I don't need. It's like, it's Grimm's fairy tale, but like, obviously it's Grimm's fairy tale, but it's like Grimm's fairy tale if you, uh, if you like titter, titter, titter. A lot of, a lot of. Yeah. I love a good fart joke but it can't carry a whole scene there's a lot of ch- there's a lot of <laughs> right, yeah. well, no that's not that's not fair it can carry a whole scene i um gross foods mm-hmm. as the callback of... through the whole thing I, I don't need human well that's not fair and it was early so the it's like maybe it's some uncanny valley so when they started yeah. you started seeing the humans in it it's like i don't need this i don't need you Are there a lot of references? Like, is it, is it like... It's Pinocchio, Three Blind Mice, The Gingerbread Man. No, Uh, but
0: as I recall, like, movie references? uh, At the time, do they do a lot of that? Like, the way, like, Tiny Toons Adventures referenced?
1: Well, that's good stuff. Uh, Smash Mouth. Movies of the era. I remember there's some Smash Mouth, like, dancing and shit. I don't know.
0: Because the most I've watched recently, is Harvey will watch, she likes the Halloween stories so it's like four know, little like, like dream ha- halloween. halloween stories yeah so there, there's like shrek halloween stories and then there's that that's movie what we aliens, watched. aliens and blobs
1: mm-hmm. probably a madagascar like, in there maybe
0: there might be she skips she likes the she likes what she likes
1: I guess I'm an American League, National League man, DreamWorks versus Pixar. I'm always jumping to the Pixar side. I guess I'm corporate true. in that Pixar, way.
0: Pick, no, that, that, think about it. National League, they're more fundamentals. It's just it's a little bit more of a classic game. They play the game the way it used to be played. Sure. Pixar's going classic. American League, that's where you're going to see a little bit of edge. They're going to do a little bit different because mm-hmm. they got to try and outdo the old tried and true.
1: That's fair. Uh, I mean, since we're on baseball, Dreamworks you just maybe. hit me. I'm I'm getting hot buttons. I'm trying to trying to go on top of the cuff. Your famed Cleveland Indians have made mm-hmm. an announcement that they will be dropping their namesake they for the upcoming be, yes. season. Any inside Ohio information on what they may might be? Maybe some. Uh, maybe they, Mitch probably has his ear to the ground. He
0: thinks because this is what they used to be called. And, like, I'm all on board because it's weird, but it's cool and old-timey. It used to be called the Cleveland Spiders.
1: Oh, yes. I've heard that. I'd be down with that, but only if it's S-P-Y-D-E-R-Z. And it's those oh, yeah. creepy, like...
0: And they take the field on those
1: 3 wheels. That's machines. what I'm thinking about. <laughs> the, like, it's funny. When people get... So what we're talking about are these, like, super, like, angular, like, what, ATV vehicles. When people get too much money... Mm-hmm. They start, like, yeah. they're like, we're out of ideas for cars, so let's just put eight wheels on it, paint it purple, put a web like, on it. If you were to pause the transformation
0: of the motorcycle GoBot, or oh, yeah. Transformer, there's a moment when it transforms from the two-wheeled machine to the two arms each have wheels, and there's a back wheel, and they just hit pause and went, turn that into something. Yeah, And so once you're that, let that... walk Shrek. It's a motorcycle that sits about like a scooter,
1: yeah off
0: of the ground, so you have no you you have no protection other than the two wheels in front of you
1: right that are that are angling you down towards the ground
0: it's it looks like a hammock with wheels on it, like it's just not which is so funny well, that's I an work. idea <laughs> on Sunday, and I heard someone go ooh to which you gotta turn and say like what are of they ooing? someone was ooing one of those spiders,
1: yeah. Sure. To which I was like, you've ever seen a spider before. Come on. <laughs> come on, dude. Although quick trademark, hammock with wheels, coconut wheels. I oh, will gotta be coconut. Just a some idiot. Or a pineapple. come on, come on lottery ticket under the Christmas tree. I will make <laughs> the fastest, most dangerous, loose netted <laughs> hammock, highway highway ready. <laughs>
0: It can't. There is, like, it's zero or 60. There's no in-between. It just goes. There's no
1: slowing down. That's the other, like, sad thing about people that just have too much time on their hands and a little too much dough. Like, did you see that guy? This was either last year or the beginning of this year. They were like, he's building a rocket to prove that he's a flat earther, to prove that the earth is flat. (laughs) And he did. They built this I don't know if it was a million dollars, but hundreds of thousands of dollars, legit rocket. And he got in it. And of course, they were filming it because it's monumental. Everybody loves the Challenger. Like like a Wiley Coyote thing, but real. (laughs) This thing just shoots straight up and then out of the screen of the camera. And you see this shit just come right back down in the distance and hit a mountain and explode. (laughs) no you're just like oh my god that's a snuff film i just saw this idiot kill himself into this mountain
0: so it was literally like if you took a bow and arrow and shot an arrow straight up and you're like oh damn didn't quite make it out of the i
1: don't know where he was going like i guess maybe the thought was he'd have that throttle or thruster to bring him back down like like musk style like that billion dollar musk technology
0: that blew the fuck up when it tried to come back like I mean, just from your description, that guy doesn't strike me as a, I thought it through enough, I'm coming back. He strikes me as a guy who's like, get me a rocket! And then when he's in space, he goes, I don't know how
1: to get down! I think, I think he was kind of like a stunt guy, or like a stunt man, because I think his like, his claim to fame before that was like, a hot, like, running start and a jump over like, one of the bridges that's opening <laughs> <laughs> Just a push <laughs> got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he made that one. It was a, there was a, there was a big gap between A to, to Z for that guy. Oh no, I'm
0: just pictured like that thing coming in hot, like burning up, and he's like, "Yeah, you just kicked the window out, hit terminal velocity. And if I don't black out, just pulled the shoot. I just, <laughs> just got to not burn up on reentry."
1: Oh man, that's that's yeah, that's dark. Merry Christmas. Oh! Well, hitting you hot. We're we're, we're iffy on Shrek. What mm-hmm. about uh, Megan and I? So, I know you're a big Christmas movie guy. We're big holiday yeah, yeah. movies guys all around. The fitting movies. We're going through the basics. Actually, we just added Scrooge to our collection. Wonderful. Good Wonderful one, movie. Um, but, on HBO Max right now, they have a long-forgotten mm-hmm. classic. One I know very well. Not only just because they aired it on stars or could have been encore but i think it was stars every weekend and every day for a while not only did they do this you'll remember this stars used to pick a movie and even do like a featurette on it like a 15 minute featurette and they did it with this they talked to the cast they talked about where they were filming and the shoot and it is a little known classic starring nick cage John Lovitz. Oh my God, we just watched it. Dana Carvey. Oh yeah. (laughs) For all you out there, (laughs) we're talking about early '90s Christmas classic "Trapped in Paradise." I forced my wife to watch it yesterday. We both came to this consensus. (laughs) She was trapped in my paradise, but we did come to this consensus. Finally, I had to go. Because I was like, oh, you know, it's Christmas when I remember watching. Of course, again, mm-hmm. I watched on Stars. It yeah, was yeah. it was, you know, it had some cachet to it at the time. And it's that an that internet was our, wasteland. I was You're like, this is yeah.
0: Con Air's Nicolas Cage.
1: Um, so but at some point I finally just said, you know, Meg, I think there's a reason it's not a holiday classic. So we went with that and then we both agreed. Glad we did it. Or maybe mm-hmm. she was. You got to do it once. But maybe it's not in the repertoire Every year What do you think mm. Yeah sure
0: yeah yeah Agreed It's nice to have it on deck <laughs> Yeah
1: It's definitely a, a pinch runner for sure Um I I notice So very They're too good choices Like yeah Yeah go ahead The the like, acting it's choices fun.
0: Yeah. It just is Over it, they, they cashed in, Lovitz and Carvey cashed in all of that SNL cachet for that. And you know, then I feel like they went, wait, what?
1: What's interesting about that is between Nick Cage, Dana Carvey, and John Lovitz, John Lovitz is by far the most subtle, nuanced character in that. Like Dana oh, yeah, Carvey yeah, yeah. made a big choice oh, early went, on. He
0: went Turtle Man on that one.
1: Yeah. Or and, whatever that was, Master of Disguise. Yeah, no, it, it is like, uh, like kind of a, a, a high-pitched uh, kind of gangster guy. Uh, John Lovitz is just classic, uh, um, what's that character from SNL? Um, the liar, whatever. Um, pathological oh, liar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I feel like we're seeing the ultimate transition of Nick Cage from yeah. like his like pretty subtle like um, character-driven performances to this one. Like his choices are just like I'm gonna start going five miles an hour, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna like finish that. on my spider. Like, he just gets so sharp. Like, that's every one of his deliveries. He's like, hey, do you think you could put that back for a minute? He is just wildly, uh he he gets big there for a minute. A little slow, too, that movie. Big choices. Yes. It Slows was, it, up.
0: Then I remember, even.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because when you're young, you're like, I love these guys are my idols. They're on SNL. It is kind of like, they, and then you got Raising Arizona. It's like kind of they can do no wrong to a young viewer's eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then
1: you slow it up. I feel, but the premise is actually a pretty good one where I feel Mm -hmm. like if you were to go back and like follow the timeline of this script, I feel like this script maybe bounced around Tinseltown for a long time before it finally landed at home because it just is like a really good, I could see it as a very good script. It's almost like, mm-hmm. yeah, like trains play, Like they just, it's all these different means of getting out of this town and it keeps sucking you, can't you get back. It yeah. It's great. It's a perfect premise. It's like, did you ever
0: see, and I hadn't seen it until um, Ashley and I started dating. I didn't know it existed. And she described this movie. It's a, a Bill Murray movie that he directed called quick change.
1: Never even heard of it.
0: Uh, it's him and Gina Davis and uh, Randy Quaid, and the movie starts. They rob a bank, and the whole rest of the movie is them trying to get out of Manhattan.
1: Oh yeah, see that's great. It's a great. Uh, idea. It's good. It's
0: really good. And like you, when you watch it, you're like oh, I see why this didn't really take off because it's not super huge. Bill Murray, goofy Bill Murray at the time. It's a little dark. Sure. And um, they're just getting chased by a cop. Like, it has, like, some fun, like, film noir elements to it. And then there's just, like, these awesome scenes that are just absurd. So it's fun to watch because it's like, oh, that was a neighborhood we used to live in. And oh, then there's sure. just this scene played with, like, this beautiful Spanish guitar. And it's these two guys jousting on bikes okay. with, like, mattresses and, like, garbage can lids armor. And it's just there. And you see... Randy Quaid, Gina Davis, and Bill Murray go by, and they're just like, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of this neighborhood right now.
1: Uh, I love it. Quick change. You should check. It's funny. It's it's good. That's amazing when there's, like, when you find out. I was like, how did this, how did I not know? How do you like, not it's totally know? Exactly. With a movie that, that I would have
0: been obsessed with.
1: Right, right. I mean, that that might be me telling. Like, I was like, "You, Meg, you've never heard of Trapped in Paradise? How is that possible? Uh, We also watched Jack Frost.
0: Oh, the uh, Michael Keaton or the the slasher?
1: Neither.
0: The Rankin and Bass. Mm.
1: Their last gasp. And it is fucking bananas. Have you ever seen it? No. So Rankin and Bass owned the 60s, as we all know, into the 70s. And then Jack Frost came out in like 1979. And it is so cuckoo banana pants. Jack Frost is an Mm oh. First of all, your narrator is um like uh who goes out and sees your shadow? Fucking oh the groundhog. The narrator's this crazy groundhog who lives with his shadow in Mm -hmm. in a cave, and like they do like shadow dancing, (laughs) and that's your narrator. And then he tells the story of Jack Frost who's invisible. But he goes up to heaven and asks God to make him visible because he's fallen in love with a woman. So he makes him like a human. But he says, unless you have a bag of gold to, uh, to make your way in the world, you have a wife to make you whole, you have respect in your community, you will be banished to the winds so he becomes human, but he can't walk because he's never been human before. So he's like, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's really, really bonkers!" Sounds like a
0: Werner Herzog movie.
1: Yeah, and there's this dude Snips who lives in the clouds, who is responsible for snipping like each individual um, snowflake, and he lives with these little trolls, and they go to like try and like help him be human. It's very very odd Whoa. it's really it might be worth a micro dose to put that baby on and it's again it's last gasp so rankin and bass mm-hmm. is kind of like uh, they they're like what do you mean we're the kings of claymation what do you mean you can't oh my god and there's a cossack in it but they're like what do you mean we can't claymate anything our our, our imagination imag- desires yeah. they're like well, that's really hard to do, and you guys are trying to do it on your same 1963 budget. They're like, make it work! So it's really janky and, like, choppy. It's it's got
0: dirty clay.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, like... Use the same clay. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Oh, yeah, there's... Yeah, some of it's just, like, not clay, and they went to construction paper. It's pretty... It's rough stuff. And they push that shit. Like, if you actually... We have old DVDs of, like... mm -hmm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Year Without a Santa Claus, and they'll be like, "Oh, so you get don't the, like, forget r- Jack Frost." Like, look up the trailer on YouTube, and you'd be like, "Oh, that looks like
0: Rankin and Bass." The open trilogy. the vault. Yeah. Oh, shit. they have one or two uh, uh, Rudolph sequels, uh,
1: like claymation sequels.
0: Yeah, the Rankin and Bass, like he, I for, I don't know if it, ha- it I think it has to do with New Year. I've only noticed it because I've noticed it the last couple years AMC will play it. Okay. Like, they don't play the real Rudolph because I think that's on lockdown oh, or yeah. somewhere else. Oh, definitely. Especially so they holiday. play this, like, Rudolph sequel where he vis- visits, like, Father Time. And okay. then they have this montage of, like, Father Time passing the torch to the next Father Time. So you just watch this little, like... The New Year's baby crawl through a calendar and get older and older. And then by September, he's gray. And then he comes back. And then they have to go to, like, different islands. But each island is a different point in human history.
1: Yeah, they got wild. So,
0: like, Rudolph is with, like, on the Nina the Pinta, the Santa Maria? Like, it is (laughs) so...
1: Yes! I was like, what does that have to do with Christmas? They they lost it. And they're just like... Rudolph prints me money, baby. Just put Rudolph in it. I mean, you gotta be. Let's be honest. Like, if your last name is Rankin and or Bass, you're doing all right, right? You gotta think so. They dominate the holidays. I mean, they're executive producers on that shit. Like, I was gonna say they did Frosty the Snowman too, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you have that miser one, but Frosty and the Snowman has a sequel and it's called like frosty returns and frosty's voiced by john goodman what and it is so fucking bonkers i don't know what's with these sequels like they just it casey like frosty the snowman is iconic because Uh of the song frosty the snowman like yeah yeah they're like you know it's like it's like that record producer shyster dude in the sopranos who's like i don't i don't make music i don't know how to do it but when I hear a hit song, I know it's a hit song. Like Frosty was a hit song. Yeah, yeah. You were going to crush it. So they were like, here's what we're going to do. This was before John Goodman, by the way, like was John Good- This was Frosty returns this from like 1980, right? So he God, just happens so he to be the voice.
0: Maybe in that David Byrne video, that Talking
1: Heads video. Right, right. Maybe. Like I'm not saying he wasn't like he's not amazing, but I was like there's he it's not like what you see now where you have cast uh-huh. somebody for the name, even though... For a voice, right? Um, right.
0: He walked in cold.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, what well, we need, we're going to bring Frosty back. Let's mm-hmm. get some kind of premise. And the premise is this guy invents a spray that eliminates snow because he hates being cold. It's like this Monopoly man. But the real deal is they are pushing a song. They're like, we need another we Frosty need. the yeah. Snowman. But it is like eight minutes long. I was like, this is gypsy on the wings of forever like this is on the level of i'll send it to you this is on the level of like forcing some type of song but like you can force a pop song right like you can say Uh like snow today snow tomorrow it's snow and i don't have no sorrow this one's like we're walking through the grass to tomorrow and tomorrow is the weekend frosty you are my main (laughs) dude frosty you love snow don't melt on me say no no and we are walking back onto the middle of the street frosty (laughs) i'm just like what the fuck is going on It is so, and they bring it, that's. I was like, that was weird, Meg. Like that song is, that was, that was, that threw me for a loop. And then they brought it back like three times. I was like, oh, that's the (laughs) song. (laughs) (laughs) It's so (laughs) long. Oh, trademarked my new song, by the way.
0: I feel like that, like that son of the head of CBS was. He wants to be a songwriter, but he doesn't know it yet. It's like that scene in Ed Wood when he's trying to get. Money to do Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, so he hits up that guy who owns a slaughterhouse. Mm. He's like, "My son wants to be an actor," and the guy's like, "Huh?" He's like, "My son is an actor. Right? Put him in your movies." So like either Rankin and Bass were trying to double dip and get paid as songwriters.
1: Oh uh, well, they, someone
0: got a yeah. old shoehorn.
1: Yeah, it. It, man. I. Oh, some of those, it's like. You're handed the golden goose, man. We've talked about this when they've done... We've talked about it probably at length when they come in and do a reboot, and you're just like, guys, you've been given any one of our, like, childhood dreams. Like, I'm thinking... I can't know why I can't think of a reboot that actually happened. But, like, let's say Goonies, and you watch it, Mm -hmm. and you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, you had the template. You have our heartstrings. Give us fucking Chunk... And some differently able <laughs> idiot. <laughs> that was another word they used. And I was like, "Oh, it's a different time." In the Man. beginning of uh, "Trapped in Paradise," when they almost run that uh, deputy over on the horse, and oh uh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I was just like, "Wow, that really is a gut punch," and it's amazing. Yep. Only a few years have passed. They use the R word. The dreaded R word, and you're just like, but it's like so cute. cute. You know what I mean? Um, Not in a bad way. He's just no, not at all. He's just a little. Yeah, he's different. (laughs) The wink by Dana Carvey. Um, Oh my Uh, god! Yeah.
0: No, I. That's yeah. How can you? Also, it's like they're they're like entertainment people. Like, just you don't have to just get any. Joe Schmo, who's like, and I can do a fake sing song, sing me song, sing me right. song. You're like, I work for, this is going to be on CBS. You need a break. Write me a good song. I'm going to cut you a check. You still get to own the
1: master. You still get to make all the money. Right. Just pay somebody a little bit more to make a good song. I got one up. I got one up on that. You got John Goodman. He's not necessarily known, but he's got a distinct voice. Have him sing Frosty the fucking Snowman. And now you have one of the 30 versions that exist that can go on the radio and somebody's like, oh, yeah, that Fro- that John Goodman version. I like that one. Like, that's tr- I guess that's just before they were like, let's do
0: whatever the pop culture song du jour is like, let's do Frosty. But early 90s hip-hop. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hit Dude, no, the old man. Like, it's right before <laughs> that point. Because that's what they wanted. You know that's what they wanted. But it wasn't. Oh,
1: and it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something. The cash, Christmas cash grabs are. Do uh, a
0: country and western? Give me a Sad Johnny oh. Cash,
1: Frosty. Oh, I, I don't know if I told you. But rest in peace. This amazing country musician. You'll probably know him. His name's Charlie Pride. He actually just died oh, of COVID. Yeah. yeah for christ's sakes yeah uh and literally a week before that i found he's got a i i joy work for anybody i'm sure you can just spotify or stream it he had a christmas album just like charlie pride's christmas or something and i found on vinyl and it is uh it is awesome yeah marty robbins uh western christmas album is fucking amazing but what i was gonna say is that christmas cash grab it's still happening so hard today prime example they came out with i don't know if it was last year or the year before a tv either claymation or anaclaymation version of elf Mm. did you see that piece of dog shit the will ferrell movie but it's like the it all takes place in uh oh in the north
0: pole land yeah
1: it's and it's a musical oh and it's a musical oh god stop but it's like, all
0: right. My name is Elf. Don't put me on
1: the show. I am Will Ferrell. He didn't. And you go no, like, he didn't do it. He didn't do the voice. Course you know what I mean? He I won't don't... even do a sequel. He won't. He won't. I know there's that. I haven't heard about it, but there is like a, the Christmas movies that made us. We didn't watch. Oh yeah. We watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Did it talk about that? No, it does cover a
0: lot of really interesting ground that I didn't realize. Cause it, like, the other movies that made us, they don't, like, they don't talk to Will Ferrell, and they don't have John Favreau. Right. Which, at first, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But, actually, you get a, so much more information and context and, like, what it took to make this. Sure. Because they have the, the screenwriter and then the three producers that just, like, got behind this project early.
1: Behind Elf.
0: And, like, got it it made. So you get more insight into the struggle of it being created. And then choosing, like, wanting Will Ferrell. But because he had just done Old School. Yeah. The studio's like, we don't want him. He's Frank the Tank. No one's going to see a Christmas movie with a fucking drunk scumbag. Wow. So they get into, like, and Will Ferrell wanted to do it, like do it serious and John Favreau is the same like we don't want to make like a farting beer drinking elf movie we want to make a holiday yeah yeah class like we want to give it a shot we want to make something really good
1: I heard something oh go ahead
0: I was gonna say in that point John Favreau had done uh he was he wrote and was in swingers oh yeah but then directed that movie made which is like
1: the sort of sequel yeah. to yep. Swingers I mean he is I mean we, we, we followed a pretty good track here and if you want I'll tell the audience big time spoilers and then right here oh, I'll yeah. put in how long we'll t- talk but uh John Favreau I mean obviously runs Hollywood yeah. now it's insane oh my god insane and uh, rightfully so, based on the series finale of Mandalorian.
0: I, like, he did such a good job of knowing what he wanted to make and and also what he had to make. Yeah. Like, how much he had to give and take. And I'm even going back to, like, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Like, he was the big force behind getting Robert Downey Jr. Sure. And he's like, I will do it if with him. So he fought for that, fought to get all those Marvel movies started. And they're like, you do Avengers. And he said, no fucking thank you. I will produce Avengers. Right. Like he knew, like, and now after seeing all of this Mandalorian stuff, it was just like, oh, he was never a big Avengers fan. I don't know if he's a comic book guy, but clearly he was like, I don't think I can do that. So I will pass. Like he didn't just say yes, but sure. You can see in Mandalorian, like, dude loves Star Wars. He's written like what eighty percent of the e- episodes, and
1: directed another, definitely more than fifty percent of them.
0: Yeah. So it's it's crazy to see, like he had done, like what he made. He made Lion King.
1: Oh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Yeah. It,
0: Cause at the time I, he did I was Iron like Iron
1: Man one, two and three, right. Or maybe at least one. and He two. did Iron
0: Man one and two. And then he produced Iron Man three and Avengers. And I think the made later that movie Avengers chef.
1: Movie.
0: Yeah, no, it was such a cool pivot. Like they were like, here are the keys to this billion dollar, multi-billion dollar kingdom. And he just went, eh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a chef. And then if you want to go down the nerdy John Favreau rabbit hole, watch his chef show on Netflix because he gets into like how getting into food and being a chef makes him a better filmmaker.
1: I didn't see. It teaches
0: you discipline in another way.
1: Right. He broadened his scope. I didn't see that show. I I heard uh, a pretty extensive either podcast or interview just talking about the movie and how he prepped Mm -hmm. and how they actually had a food truck and they went across, which is probably him shooting that show. Um,
0: that's yeah. how the show comes out, because he made friends with Roy Choi, who's a really famous chef in L.A., yeah. who started with a classically, you know, the story, like, amazingly French-trained chef could work, have worked in any amazing restaurant in the world, but instead chose to do a food truck because he is Korean, mm-hmm. uh, focused on Korean food, and then he re-blew up just doing what the way he wanted to do it, and that's him and John Favreau became friends because he helped with making that movie Chef. Just teach like showing him how to be sure. in the kitchen and what yeah, to do. Yeah,
1: making it authentic. And now that's the idea, right? It's so, authentic. And, that, and
0: the chef show is totally worth watching because it's just the two of them hanging out with other chefs and or interesting people. And they talk about food and then they talk about like art and making things.
1: Yeah. So that – what's so interesting, I mean how uh, confident and focused must you be – when they drop Avengers in your lap, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass." It's cool. I want to work yeah. on it, but I don't want to be immersed. It's in It's not it. my thing, you know. Yeah. But then you can, yeah. There's the difference. I, I was always amazed when mm-hmm. I like the not amazed because I know how talented he is, but also just he's got so many things going on. And then at the those credits on whatever episode, I'd be like, "Fuck, you oh, wrote another one, wrote man." It again.
0: Damn. So part of And the crazy thing about him getting into Star Wars, because they cover it because they do an episode of The Chef Show where they go to Skywalker Ranch, Okay, which is cool because they have a chef at Skywalker Ranch, which is where they have the THX studios, and that's where all the animation stuff is done, and that was like the hub when George Lucas ran it, but they have a completely sustainable farm and garden there. Oh yeah, sure. So cool. that's part of why they were there, to look at this garden and speak to the... The chef there and also the like the gardeners and like they talk about how all this cool like just sustainable things and then they have the co-creator of Mandalorian on the show for a little bit Dave Filoni Mm -hmm. and they talk about how and they mention Mandal like they don't say Mandalorian but they talk about working on a project together. And I didn't realize John Favreau was a character on one of the animated shows. I think it was either Clone Wars oh, okay. or Rebels, and that's how he got in. He was just a voice actor for a character, and he became friends with the writer Dave Filoni, and they just they it talked off. about Star Wars, and then, like, this idea came from that. And I was like, oh, he parlayed this amazing show out of just, like, you know hanging out being honest <laughs> of course they're like we we might want to try something are you in and he's like yes I yeah i'm
1: i'm down yeah i think not maybe not a bold statement but of all of the things that have occurred since the original trilogy yeah the and and you can go the whole arc of this show thus far but Okay, to skip spoilers, go to, shit, what was the time? It was, go to 43 minutes and 20 seconds. The, thus far, the series finale on season two of Mandalorian has been the best thing created under the Star Wars umbrella since Return of the Jedi, in my world. Like, that's how... I think people might have felt when like when something Mm -hmm. hit, like when they were waiting so long after star Wars and then they got empire. They were like, like I literally felt like we, you and I talked about it. And again, we're still in the spoiler space, but like, like when that X-wing came up or when I saw like the green lightsaber, like I literally was like, like, uh, almost like brain candy. When that pill, like you see the pill hit the brain, like my brain just lit up and I was just like, whoa like i was just like in and excited and then when that hood comes up and i'm like holy shit like they did it just right they went for it they didn't overdo Mm -hmm. it it looks just how it should look it's perfect i fucking like
0: the fucking cg face which is totally fine because it wasn't the point
1: no exactly the point
0: wasn't like And it was – that's what – I was the same way because I saw – because there's been speculation as to who's going to come save him. Right. Is it going to be any number of – this character from this video game, this character from this cartoon. I heard a lot of people – and I was like, that would be cool. It was to have Sam Jackson come back as Mace Windu. Sure. Because he falls out a window and you don't actually see him die, die. Sure. But – then, you see, like you said, you see that X-Wing come in, and I was like, no shit. Nah, they're just going to like make you think.
1: Right. A lot of X-Wings out there. And they're like, holy
0: there. shit, it's fucking Luke. It's,
1: yeah, that's what you... I mean, just fucking go for it. But, like, in just the perfect way, he didn't own the episode. And what's crazy is, of all that, like, seeing Luke in his fucking mm-hmm. Jedi gear, like, yes. in that same episode. Era still does not eclipse the best part of that scene which or does, that yeah. section, which is the Mandalorian, um, you so know, you saying goodbye take to taking his fucking Yoda hell at all it's, take his helmet. it's like, holy shit, if Luke's not having seen Luke Skywalker like that in what 40 years doesn't eclipse this other character in the same, yeah, that's like. You just can't like that's was the best perfection. Part. That is a pearl.
0: They just set you up like that was the perfect appetizer, and then you're like, "Oh my god, this is the satisfying part."
1: Yeah, and then, oh yeah, you get a but that was the thing about on the pillow. <laughs>
0: when I was talking to Ash about the scene, and we were just talking about because she would ask me the next day, like, "What are people's reactions?" And I didn't. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about it. I just loved it. But a lot of other people pointed it out. That's the only time you've ever seen the character of Luke in the film universe. As a Jedi master, like fully, fully formed as. Like, that's the height of his power there, because Last Jedi, he's old. And he's like would... given up on life. Like it's been in comic books, it's been in video games, but like that's him. Like there's no doubt. Like he's he's buried his dad. Like his training yeah. is over. Oh yeah, like, I he guess the end. The, the end of Return of the Jedi. He is, but he's still
1: not. In he, that didn't way. Save not in, like, he didn't save himself. He didn't save himself.
0: This way, he shows up and is just like crunch, you're gone. He's gravity.
1: He's gravity. Like, when everything stops and those... You could discuss... You could talk about the the robots a little bit, but why? Yeah. Uh, They turn and you're like, he's... Because he's gravity. Like, he owns himself now. Yeah. Yeah, There is no doubt
0: he's going to make it to the end of that hallway. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the fun he has getting to the end of that hallway.
1: Oh, man. It is awesome. That is... Awesome. And I'm sure there's haters on it. But then, like I said, Mint in the Pillow, you got oh, Fat Fortuna. Big sitting. Fortuna. So fat. I was like, no fucking way. Are you kidding? Like, it's so much better. Like, because you could have just had him.
0: Another hut.
1: You could have had another hut or you could have had Big Fortuna look exactly as on we remember. It would have all been cool. But, like, it's so it much more digestible and brings you into the world so much quicker. You're like, thus who takes the throne of the hut, like, becomes just... the glut. It's, like, so perfect. And it's such
0: great. Like, I saw it and just went, that's awesome. Hilarious. It, but it is such a fun little character flourish. He doesn't have, like, he says a few words in Huttese yep. and gets killed. He has a few lines in Return of the Jedi. And then he slinks into the shadows. But to see him as a fat piece of shit on that throne, you're like, cool. So cool. He just stepped in, took over and became like it so simple like that about it. I was like, it's like a haiku, like a good poem. You're like, god damn, that's perfect.
1: And what I want to do is write the middle of that haiku. That's my spinoff. I want to write the spinoff of Fortuna from the barge exploding to when he's a fat piece of shit on the throne there, You get a there, fucking eight-episode arc of Fortuna, like, trying to run this criminal he, empire. Like, everybody, like, you don't get fat
0: Unless you run that shit. Like, oh. you didn't get fat out of le- lethargy.
1: No, you get fat because you're running the sh- fucking show.
0: There's a mob story there.
1: Oh, so good. Yeah, maybe it's just like a, maybe it's just a nice holiday spin off or something, but <laughs> Christmas <would> be... <laughs> the, Bit the Bit Christmas special. The Fortuna special. Origin special. It'll get, I mean, a Star Wars is due for another horrendous Christmas special.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't. They did reference it in Mandalorian at some point.
1: Did they really?
0: I thought someone said Life Day, which is the crappy holiday.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Celebrated in the Christmas special.
1: Amazing. Yeah, that was... uh, You know what? We're we're on such an awesome thread of things. And spoiler. All right, everybody's back now from the spoilers. Was young Aunt Beru in she was oh she was she was in
0: the Nixium cult
1: oh that's right holy shit so if you listen to the last episode casey was telling me about this documentary called the vow and it's about this cult called Nexium. and now no spoilers for me because i'm only three episodes in and Mm -hmm. even three episodes in I have not discovered (laughs) who the fuck Keith Raniere is other than I've been exposed to all his eccentricities. I'm now led to believe that he's started this sex cult and like has mind control of these women, but I still cannot wait to learn why karate belts have been incorporated. Why volleyball is so important. If this guy is the smartest man with the highest IQ in the oh, world. That's the best part. How his, how his link to this psychiatrist Sandy woman is like. There are so many amazing unanswered questions that I'm in limbo, and the only reason I'm probably not there is because we went trapped in paradise last night instead of another Nexium. But holy shit, Omperu, got uh, sucked in.
0: You you get some of the answers and. It, like you get like where did he come from and no shit when you see it you be like no fucking way dude that's like I'm you're like for. oh my god it's fucking perfect and you're like what this makes total
1: sense it all comes like together. It, it,
0: it's not as satisfying as him stepping off of a flying saucer <laughs> right. and like watching the first two karate kid movies and like but um you do see where he comes from ish and it doesn't make it any better. You're just like, oh, like maybe
1: you're the smartest guy in the planet. Well, so that's... He is a
0: certified grade A, straight up, whether he's the smartest guy on the planet, hands down one of the greatest hucksters
1: Thank of you. This,
0: this century. I
1: was I talking to Meg, I was like, I don't know, like, I know they keep kind of focusing on this guy's IQ. I don't know if that's true, but this guy can fucking talk the white gloves off of fucking uh billionaire man this guy is <laughs> talks better than me this guy like he just like but Meg made a good point she's like no he just has the art of continuation
0: yes he oh, just
1: yeah. can fucking go and go and go until you're like like you'll catch you like holy shit he just said something profound but he's still going So he don't even have to cycle back. Like he's got you in from some profound statement and then he goes off on it and it doesn't really matter what he says beyond that as long as it's cohesive and coherent because he's already opened you up.
0: He seems like he could easily have been a man born in a shack that has just read every issue of Newsweek magazine. Sure. But he has like retention. So, like, he, I yeah. think he has, like, a photographic memory, at least. He may be as smart as they say, but he has some sort of... Because you can see, once he gets you on his side, just a little bit, just a little bit, he's able to steer that convers Like, he's like he's spinning a pot. Like, he's yeah. just giving you a little bit more of what you want to hear and, like, luring you in, and then he'll say something that... Ding, Kings in your brain, so then you rise up to the occasion because you're like, I heard he's the smartest man in the room. So he lures you in and lets you put in a couple cents and then we, 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 swings he's it back around you. and he's still talking and you're like, oh man, I don't even know. He's talking about, you know, oil futures in Azerbaijan and all I said was like, Russian dash cam videos are funny.
1: He's like, uh, I mean, I think he's as close to... A Rasputin-like character mm. in the modern era.
0: Yes, that's perfect. I never w- would have thought of that, but I feel like he's... Yes.
1: Right? He's preaching all this shit, but he's just got all these Picadillos that... He, you know, if, if, you, if you control the room, you don't have any fear of anybody, no. of any um, repercussions on what you're doing. Because you can explain no. your way out of anything. You Wouldn't can justify change? anything.
0: If you surround yourself, if you are able to cultivate that group, it's sort of like what you see with like a rock star, except they're out like they're they're thrust like a shark and everyone else follows in their wake. Right. Whereas he sort of like gets awake and lets you envelop him so that even if someone in that circle around him is going to turn on him, he has the rest of the school of fish. To cut him off.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So he's
0: constantly able to, like... Even if you question, there's going to be two people who are like, Hans, no, you're just... You're not as smart. Or you're jealous. Or... You're going to turn you and then steer you back towards him. And then he's going to spin his shit again and get you like, okay. No, we need another session. I'm sorry. I'm just... Stressing. I... Because I only sleep five hours a day.
1: I was just going to say, I wish... Yeah, we wish five hours a day. I wish uh i had like i was like meg i can't we got a deal on this house in this suburban neighborhood in albany let's get on it and then all of a sudden you got this fucking pony knobbed guy in tie-dye shirts doing 3 a.m walks with this group of people every night oh my god what people must have fucking just been like what the fuck is going on around here? and
0: that's i will say spoiler they never say why albany but albany is perfect
1: yes oh i i I never anticipated they would say why albany or if there was ever a reason for albany it's just right
0: like a a a wood wood elf from an ancient forest there like there's no like i don't know why albany of all places he was like no this place
1: i think there's something... Other than
0: it's big enough and small enough at the same time? Well, that's like, what can... I was going
1: to say. Think about these cults, right? Like, uh, they're Albany. The Heaven's Gate was uh, San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, they bounced around a lot, but they they ended up... Their, their last long stint was in San Diego. You had Jonestown. Obviously, they went to Guyana. But before that, they were... Um, not San Francisco, in, but outside of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. He started
0: in San Francisco, and then moved to one of the working, yes. like more blue collar towns on the on the fringe, like
1: in Albany, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know. This might be a little farther off, but there's that cult that was in, was it Idaho or maybe it was Oregon, and they like sprayed poop on everybody's buffet.
0: Oh, right the the Bagram one.
1: Yeah. I forget where they were, but Washington or Oregon or something like that. But that they was were more, more
0: rural. Because he had money and they just wanted to buy a town. Mm-hmm. Like create a town from scratch.
1: That I mean, it's amazing. That dude literally had, what was it, like the largest collection of Rolls Royces in the world. Yeah. But like what he was literally preaching as like these people living on his commune, um, taking a vow of poverty Yet he would drive by in this, like, long cavalcade of Rolls Royces, and they were none the – they just didn't yeah. see the hypocrisy of it or care to see no, it. No, there amazing. is. Wild.
0: Uh, what's there – there's a crazy Florida town that the um, Scientologists have. Stillwater, I think.
1: Oh, is that in, – they're in Florida? I, thought they were in I think
0: that's, like, a whole whole Scientology hub town.
1: I guess you wanna stay away from where there's like like why Donald Trump doesn't want to go in New York. Like there's a reason sure, of course, yeah. nationally you hear about the southern district of New York, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah onto itself its own juggernaut, right? There's yeah, a reason yeah. nationally you hear about L.A. County, right? Because it is yeah. in itself its own juggernaut. You don't want to be in that spider's web, it's true? Because they have too that's many a big, resources, so they're it's like, a big wheel yeah, of justice. Let's go to yeah. Stillwater. They don't have the fucking means to fight us, nor would they want to. Like they want, you know, revenue and shit, and we're bringing yeah. we're bringing that there. I would imagine. I can't speak for him, but I would say that that's why you no, want. A you're probably market.
0: that would make sense. Big enough to have like. The cultural amenities, but mm-hmm. not too big as to, yeah, like you said, I think that wheel of justice when it comes around, you want it to be small enough where it's just going to, ooh, 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 that was uncomfortable and not just like crush you under the weight of a New York City DA.
1: Yeah, like I think if who's we started for a mob cult, boss to crush, I think our cult might should be based in uh, Spearfish.
0: It's a good one, yeah.
1: You're close enough to Old Rapid City. You got you got airport. You got uh-huh. uh, air transportation. You're on some major highway situation. Um,
0: sounds and it's one of those things. It sounds remote if you want it to be remote, but it sounds big if you're like, "Ooh, I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere."
1: College recruitment, hippie fucking bullshit. A lot of there you go. A lot of doobers there. You
0: Wheels are in motion, man.
1: That's one We're thing. We're coming,
0: Western South Dakota. We're but, coming.
1: Wow, that's what holds me back from my cult, like, my foundation of a cult is, like, the members. Put the I'm a loner in. guy. I don't need them. Yeah,
0: I'm no David Koresh. Hey, what am I going to, like, I can't seduce men and women alike. It's just, I, just not enough time in the day.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I'm the cult. Yeah, I mean, is there a history of cult leaders... Does it ever not go... I mean, this is so I'm stupid. the Bib Fortuna of a cult, okay? Does it ever not cult, go okay. well? Of course it never goes well. Does it ever go the way it probably should? Where, like, finally, like, this collective that have been under this spell, and I know that's not fair to... There's so much more complexity mm-hmm. to it. That's yeah. under the thumb of this cult leader, where they finally have a meeting, and they're like, let fucking cut this, God, this awesome. guy's balls off. What did he do to you? Did that shit right. to me? what did he do to you? And then that cult leader's um, just sleeping um, peacefully in their room. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I've really, oh, I've finally figured it all out.
0: The Visions of spiders <laughs> racing through their
1: heads. Yeah. As that door just whoop, slams open and that light with those <gasps> shadows comes in. I mean, that's how, at least can one end like that? Come on.
0: Right. Like full on French Revolution style. Yes. You're like, wait, what? No, not you. Oh
1: man, I, yeah, we can go, we can go all day on the French Revolution. There's something amazing, there's, there's few, there's a few things that bring up visceral reactions in me, and mm-hmm. specifically, almost like a phobic reaction, like, uh, I can feel it right now, like when you bring up the French Revolution, I mm-hmm. get like anxiety, because it was so chaotic and yeah so the sides flipped so much there was so much ambiguity between right and wrong and you had those waves right so all these people the initial wave of the french revolution that are fighting for democracy all of a sudden it gets turned on them and they all get iced and assassinated it's like there is something just like so disturbing about it that no uh, they.
0: And that was what's so interesting, like, that – that still reading that Napoleon book, but, oh, yeah. like, he – you know, like, the revolution comes and they get rid of all of the, the, the Bourbons, the that is the monarch family that's running through all of Europe. They get rid of them. There's still this huge faction of, like, the people in control are still secretly behind, like, oh, the gang. The
1: gang. Oh, yeah.
0: And that's just going around, and then you have the people that are like, fuck you're like the bottom of the bottom bottom that get whipped into a fucking frenzy by these like middle-class dudes who see an opportunity to like, fuck, I can be on top now. I'm going to get these people to fucking take this guy out. I want to live in that fucking house. Let's live in that guy's fucking house. And then you fucking drag him in the street, take over. And then they're on top. And then all it takes is for the other guy in the middle. Bring it up. He's like, And this motherfucker looking a lot like the king, treating (laughs) us like shit, killed your brother, fucking let's get rid of this guy. And what was was so interesting is like, how did it swing back and forth so much? And it was like, once Napoleon took control, he just was like, I can't sustain my vision of expanding France if this shit is happening all the time. and also all i'm facing are monarch families so a his ego was like cool i'm gonna be the fucking emperor of france right but also he was like to combat internal and external forces was like i need to set up classic succession like
1: yeah
0: i need sons uncles like i need sons and my brothers i need a clear chain of command otherwise someone's just gonna Scoop me up and toss me in the sign sign. That's sing.
1: you put your you put your finger on it right there. That's what brings up. It, it's that insecurity of it all. Like, yeah. all right, we're here, we're good. That was intense. And then literally just the the next whoa, people whoa, are like, whoa. no, 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 we're not though. So then shoves you up. And then of course it. it's so it's so intense, like just even mm-hmm. audibly. I can't think of I can't think of a more audibly disturbing means of death than that sound of a guillotine. Yeah, you have guns and explosions and everything, and it's hard to quantify. Sure. Yeah. But that shink sound and that drop, it's just, it's, it's madness. And then you hear the fucking guillotine guy got it on the guillotine. I don't know if that's fake news or not, <laughs> but that's all I needed to hear when I was in fourth grade. And I was like, fuck this revolution. no. Can't no. handle it. You mean guillotine guy got it?
0: On the guillotine? No, it's all of that era of, like... We may have talked about it. I forget where I heard it. I don't know, again, if this is fake news or not, but it has since then given me nothing but chills of any time I hear of anyone being put in the stocks. Because as a kid, you're like, Ah, they're throwing rotten zucchinis at them. Oh, yeah. yeah, take this Get tomato. With that cabbage. Yeah. Buddy, <laughs> enjoy sleeping outside. Are you going and for the hot to poker or something? But no, it was like... Uh, and then once the sun sets, that's when the creeps come out, <laughs> and you get defiled
1: by strangers that yeah. you can't see. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay,
0: that's not just like, hit him with a pie!
1: Yeah, when- It's
0: like, now <laughs> wait till the sun goes down. Oh, you got
1: hit with the pie, alright.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. What is oh, be wrong? be good! Humanity, man. It yeah, is dude. too- too much you listen to some of those like you i mean going down such a crazy rabbit hole but dan carlin does an entire episode on like medieval torture and oh right just like you're like oh yeah burned at the stake it's such a thing in the past and they go well here's what they did is how they burned you at the stake was they painstakingly (laughs) made sure that it was kept at such a perfect marshmallow roasting golden brown that you were oh. burned on the steak for hours they just let your skin slowly bubble and melt off you like they didn't engulf you and they fanned away the smoke so you didn't Ooh, die of smoke and no the smoke inhalation they did not want you choking on that so it's like <laughs> what oh, is God. going on man so it just
0: cooked you from foot to neck and they made sure
1: slowly basted that- you
0: is a horror. I didn't that I you picture burning at the stake, like it's like an action movie. Yeah, hit him with the up. gas, hit it with the fire, boom. Oh, wow, that must have sucked. That must have been hot for a few seconds.
1: They had flame, it's not filleting, oh, wow, but okay. it is flame where they just took hot pincers, keeping them like molten hot, and they would peel, like, I mean, give you a little pinch. And you're like, oh, they pinched him with little pinchers. They pinched you with these molten hot things and what that would do is it would sever your skin from your tissue and it would just peel you like a fucking banana. Come on. Come on. No thanks. Uh, No thanks. Merry Christmas.
0: What was that? There was that classic. Was it Roman? The bull?
1: That's nuts, man. Fake news! That guy got bulled himself. The inventor of the bull. Did you hear that story? No. So what we're talking about is it's like the golden bull or the steamy bull or something. I don't forget steamy bull. <laughs> Give him the steamy bull. So in Rome they're so fucking bored. The emperor is so bored that he's like, I need new ways. I'm not even having fun killing these fools, killing these Christians or whatever. Um, so they like they just sent engineers. He's like, find new ways to torture and kill people. And one guy's like, I got one. Here's what'll happen is I've created a golden bull, calf, like um, oh god! It vessel so and what we'll do is we'll open it up we'll put somebody in this vessel we'll put them uh, on top of an open flame and the bull's nose like it will literally boil this person alive to the point where like a nice, like you're boiling water for tea, their entrails and their viscera will come to a boil and it will steam out of the Jesus. nose hence the steamy bull and the emperor's like Whoa, that is messed up. You're messed up. Let's see if it works. Try it on you. <laughs> <laughs> you shoved his ass in it. Oh, well, it works. Oh, I uh. mean, come on. Um, my favorite, my favorite. I don't know how we got on medieval torture. The best one, the best one, bar none. It should, it should come back. Is you got a sack? You got a, you got the crim. The person who's being killed. Uh, a snake, a dog, and a monkey. The oh, person geez. tie him in a burlap sack and throw him in throw him the down ocean. A hill. <laughs> 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 oh
0: my! The god. The ocean is even better. I thought it was just gonna be throw him down, throw him. No, in they pitch. just
1: put him in water, it's like a box as it slowly fills with water and see what happens. Oh God! In heaven, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Uh,
0: Spe- I was gonna say I have one transition because we were talking about netflix it's a it's a joy work holiday watch for anybody who wants to has to do with italy since we're there okay has to do with uh some excellent excellent savagery so there's a show called um uh it's called home team it's on netflix all right uh and basically each episode follows like a uh different like unique sport from around oh, the world.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. I've seen a trailer for it. Uh,
0: it's super interesting. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I can't suggest it enough, but the first one is a sport and it only, only do it in um, Florence, Italy. Okay. Uh, it's called Colaccio.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: and as they're, they're explaining the sport there, you're seeing this visual image and I was actually, I both looked at you like, wait, what? So, like, ah, it's Colaccio. It goes back to the 1400s. Um, and this was a game they invented because the city of Florence was being sieged okay. by an outside force. So the people of Florence were like, oh, you think you can take our city? This is what we do to each other for fun. So the game is, it's basically like on a half, like a three quarters of a soccer field. Okay. There's a goal, and it just runs along the whole, like, north side of the court goal runs along the back side of the court. There's a ball. So it starts and they throw the ball up in the air and you follow it. And it's kind of like janky looking. There's people in the stands screaming. Sure. Uh, There are only four teams. Each team has it's red, white, green, and blue. That's it.
1: Are they all in the court at the same time?
0: No, there's only two teams, but there are only four teams in the city. Gotcha. Uh, They only play two games. And if you win two games, you're the champion. Okay. So, basically, now you see the shot. They throw this ball up in the air, and it followed, follows the ball, comes down. You see the screaming fans, people going crazy, waving their flags for the team they like. The ball comes down and hits the dirt, and you're like, what's supposed to happen? And as the ball passes everybody's sight line, every single one of the dudes just goes, and Dukes go up. <laughs> And you sit there and you're like, what is happening?
1: (laughs) So ball doesn't mean anything.
0: And then you see this group of dudes come in and they all look like Brad Pitt from Fight Club, Brad Pitt from Snatch, tattoos. Tough dudes, They're just like knotted, roped looking guys and they're just swinging. And then it cuts and it looks like Braveheart. It's just men in this dirt. As a bloody guy carries the ball through this field of battered men and like throws it in the goal. And so basically what the game is, is you go in with the Dukes and there are strikers, literal strikers, (laughs) and then the goal guys. So if you're on the red team, Hans, I'm on the white team, I come to you and my goal is to, if I knock you down, you have to stay down until there's a goal.
1: Oh, oh, okay. But if
0: you bring me with you, we both have to stay down but part because i was like why do these guys keep hopping on the guy because he has to stay down it's like walking dead if if you have the ball and you're running and i'm on the ground if i get my mitts on you Amazing. you're coming down with me so basically they just fist fight each other to the ground and the last men standing have to fist fight each other and or score a goal
1: so you mean you literally like are clocking like you're literally going to knock somebody he, it, out like, you're not like tackling. Have, if it was, it, you could
0: imagine an old timey cop coming around a corner to a gang fight, and they, yeah. were, nah, 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 we're it's a game. Look, there's a ball. Yeah, sure. Like, they, okay. These That's guys have broken gross. noses, broken jaws. Like there was, there's one shot, and a guy's kind of like standing there, sort of shell shocked, looking around, trying to size up who to go to next. And you see this guy run twelve feet, full on, just spears him. Like Goldberg, but for real, in the back
1: <laughs> onto the earth, <laughs> just not onto a wrestling ring. A,
0: a, another bunch of bodies as they're just swinging on each other. So it's just like if you ha- soccer and MMA were together in a game.
1: So let me ask you this, and they might not explain it. So that guy that speared this other dude to the ground, they both ended up on the ground. Yeah, he got his target down, but he's down now too. Yeah. So isn't wouldn't it be much better if you got a long reach and you can just like, just, I, like, if you can just knock somebody down with a punch. Yeah.
0: The guy doing the spear looked a little little winded, got a little bit around the midsection. You think he was running out of gas, because the guy he speared was jacked.
1: Oh, okay. All so right. I
0: think he was like, I'm going to take it for the team, get this guy off the table. He may punch me in the face a few times. but."
1: So really, I might not do terrible, hence my, my sense of danger, and I got quick feet. Like, isn't there a guy just <laughs> running away? Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, right? yeah,
1: you just want to, if you're like a wiry guy and you can stay standing, yeah. you're okay. But then I guess you still got to take that last guy but down. But if you
0: think about it, yeah, you're little and fast. Think about it like the old U.S. ice hockey for Nintendo. Yeah. You got a team of fats, they're too slow. Team of littles, you get beat up. Team of mediums,
1: yeah, you do okay. Spread the field, though.
0: But if that's the thing, if you are a little guy and fast, and then the other guy's Mike Tyson, he's probably going to knock you out. Yeah, like, you, take you, you, you out of the kill game you. completely.
1: Yeah. So now, that's there, a like, scary game.
0: It's, it, it gave, like, we both, I, Ash and I were holding hands. It was like,
1: this is so insane.
0: I just had so much anxiety. It's like,
1: oh. There's something about it, though, that makes me yearn for... Makes me almost wish that I was born into that culture, so something yeah. like that didn't bring anxiety in me. Like those guys aren't anxious oh, about course. it; they're just like, I can't oh. wait to play colloquio and beat the shit out of each other. And I don't hate those people. That's just what I grew up with. I can take a punch, I can give a punch. Let's beat the shit oh, out totally. of each other, and then go drink our espressos any other time of the year. Like there's something, there's something oh, it's totally I'm envious about. Like maybe having a little tougher exterior. Oh, yeah. no,
0: it's, like, they're all, like, the toughest guys you'll ever meet in any situation. And, like, the one guy, because it's Italy, like, he's, he because he's single, he still lives with his mom.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, she's then... like,
0: you be careful today. And he's got, you know, he's got the fucking full-on black bar ink tattoos sure. that are covering one whole arm. And he, you know, is a bouncer and owns a gym. Right. And he's like, I'll try to be okay tonight, ma, you know.
1: She's but like, the... I don't want him ripping your ear off. But then at the same time, like that—that that guy probably has done some scarf shopping in his day, non-ironically. Yeah, like, oh, these
0: are nice. Well, like it Fendi. seems like it—it's intense because they're swinging at each other, but that aggression ends at the game.
1: Or well, the yeah, match. that's how how you it know, should. It's
0: not there's not like a blood debt. So if if. You know, I get a good shot in on you and you go down. You may give me a couple shots while I will, we're down, but you're not going to gouge my eye out.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but no,
0: it is it is very much like that line in fucking Fight Club about, like, getting punched in the face. These guys just aren't scared to get punched in the
1: face. That's, that's pr- pretty important, I would imagine. Oh, my God. Speaking of punched in the face, I got something. is, And this is – I'm flying by the cuff here, Casey. I want to ask you mm-hmm. something yeah do you want to n- make sure i got them all okay do you want to know i got three categories and then there's categories in the categories if you want to if you want to get a little christmas something interesting about christmas i, I think it. i did a, some quick research Do you want to know uh about something under a weird and wild christmas crime so something that's happened on christmas mm-hmm. that's weird and wild a historical event that took place on christmas Or one of the most frightening crimes that's ever happened on Christmas.
0: I'm going with a crime one. I just can't decide which.
1: Weird and wild or most frightening?
0: I'm going to say weird and wild. Because we've been doing some frightening talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we have. All right, here's weird and wild. Now you tell me if any um, any of these get your fancy. Like, literally, I kind of don't know what these are. I'm going to give you some titles and you tell me if you want to go on to one of them all i want for christmas is a beer dot 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 or else (laughs) and then there is let's see let's see Uh, read more then you got uh this christmas i gave you my heart dot 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 attack parenthetical (laughs) and it was fake okay (laughs) brat gets angry over a nintendo Wii gift fights girlfriend these are amazing i literally haven't seen these santa claus is coming santa claus is coming to santa claus is coming to to buffalo wild wings dash with weed
0: oh there say no more i think
1: a reptilian christmas story my two by four just wants to say merry christmas (laughs) Uh, that time, Jolly St. Nick, or that time St. Nick was a little too jolly. All right, you want to go back to, uh, are we going to Weed?
0: I I like that one in the 2x4 one, I think. Yeah, sir.
1: Are... All right, we'll go with Weed here. A man claiming to be Santa Claus was arrested in January when police discovered him giving away uh, stocking stuffers at a local Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant, according to the Monterey Herald. <laughs> Police booked Ooh. the apparently well-intentioned but clueless Randy Lang, 57, <laughs> on charges of furnishing marijuana after a man allegedly entered the sports bar carrying a duffel bag packed with two pounds of Christmas cheer, which he be- then began doling out among patrons. Uh, I mean, that's where... He even stuffed a bunch in a tip jar. So is a guy handing out... Hey, not not nefarious, day. a little weird and wild. No. Alright, here's two by four. That's actually kind of sweet. Where's Monterey? New Mexico? I,
0: uh, there's a Monterey in California.
1: Monterey, California? So I wonder because it, it said furnishing marijuana, he probably didn't get in a lot of trouble. There's like That's
0: why I was thinking California yeah. just by the soul. It's not like he was in Alabama.
1: Right, he didn't get putting the hoose cow for having hoose cow for, some yeah. papers in his car and in spearfish all right my two by four just wants to say merry christmas a mall santa in atlanta by the way mm-hmm. santa claus in south carolina it's yeah. on a fucking ventilator tonight <gasps> resting or let's all pray for him horrible story on so many levels this is like i was listening to the npr of course and i was like I don't know I think news is trying to to ride me into a tree because it's like <laughs> they're like having they're like should mall Santa's be happening this year and in my head I'm like probably not or just figure out a way to do it people are putting them in snow globes it makes any oh, as much yeah. sense to me as anything else you got to have your mm-hmm. kid by Santa either dress your own ass up like Santa or yeah go see Santa from a distance it's fine go here's Santa yeah Anyways, this Santa did not. And the sad part is it's like a very charitable thing. So they decided in Greenville or somewhere. And if you think about, imagine your state and then the news about your state is like, yeah, it's pretty, COVID's pretty bad here. But those fuckers in that part of our state need to get their act together. That's Greenville (laughs) here. All right. And so this Santa, they had an indoor event with Santa Claus where he visited disabled differently abled and mentally challenged Mm -hmm. children and gave them gifts and hugs and shit and wasn't responsible and one of somebody in there potentially who knows where he could get it but gave santa covid and it hit him like a ton of bricks and now he's on a fucking ventilator jesus it's like it sucks
0: he was doing something nice it wasn't like he was doing a pub crawl
1: no, and he like, wasn't like, you know, like, fuck you, I'm not, I'm Santa, that's how I make my living. I'm posting up outside this abandoned JCPenney's right, yeah. at the Jasper Mall. <laughs> Let's pledge allegiance. Anyways, that was a Karen Frywald side trap. Like, that would have been, if she had heard it first, that would have been a text to me in the morning. Hey, just Santa Claus isn't coming to town, he's on a ventilator. <laughs> Did you know his kids? <laughs> They're sad. Sorry mom but it's true we wallow in sadness. Uh, my 2x4 just wants to say merry christmas. A mall santa in Atlanta wasn't spreading the christmas spirit when he beat up a woman with a 2x4. Police Thank said you. that listen to this name. Listen to this fucking beautiful name. Jerk practice. Elkin Donnie Clark. <laughs> what a gem. Elkin jam. Clark, 49, hit 74-year-old Annie Ruth Nelson in the face and knocked her unconscious, a little darker than the weed story. According to ABC, Clark said he did it because Nelson had stolen $145 of Hershey's chocolates from him, but no one else could <laughs> confirm that claim. Clark was arrested and <laughs> charged with two counts of aggravated assault. Holy shit.
0: That is wow. a shit ton of chocolate. Hershey's, no less.
1: Wow. I think I said $150. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, that last one. I kind of want to read the first one because that's got, got me hooked. Oh, yeah, And maybe I can switch. That's a, all I want for Christmas is beer, dot, 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 or else. Elkin Donnie Clark. Holy shit. Sometimes, you know, it's like a uh, comedian's like, fuck, I wish I thought of that premise. Sometimes for me, I'm like, man, I wish that one was just waiting in the air for me to grab. Just sitting there. Oh, this one starts perfectly. A 44-year-old South Carolina woman was charged with domestic violence after stabbing a man (laughs) with a ceramic squirrel on Christmas (laughs) in 2013. Charleston County Sheriff's Office. So that's my neck of the woods. Office, Sheriff's Office deputies found a man covered in blood when they arrived at the North Charleston home of Helen Williams, according to the Associated Press. Williams claimed that the man fell and cut himself, but police said the stabbing occurred because she was irate that he didn't bring home beer. Yeah, that makes more sense than the chocolates. That's more nefarious. Yes. If you said oh, it, yeah. Like, there's something about, like, this poor woman got hit in the head with a 2 by 4 going back to 2 by 4 you're like, oh my god, that's insane. And then when you say it's over 140 that's a lot of chocolate, by the that's way. That's a lot of
0: Hershey Kisses.
1: <laughs> $145. It instantly takes you into me, at least, into a world of Looney Tunes. This mm-hmm. woman, older woman, got hit in the face yeah. and knocked unconscious with a heavy piece of wood. But as soon as you find out it's over chocolates, those this whole incident becomes animated C- in a yeah. fog in my world. But no, when this the ceramic squirrel... <laughs> Starts in a Looney Tune Wiley Coyote world, and then when you hear, it, oh, it's over like it's domestic violence of, involving alcoholism. You're like, oh,
0: yeah, no,
1: I, 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 I hope he w- lived.
0: I want to riff on the premise of this this old woman slinking around and seeing this rube walk into the chocolate store and put down two shiny giant gold coins and getting two giant bars of chocolate. Holy shit! And then running home, and she like slobber she gets that wolf face no
1: can you animate that henning christmas gift <laughs> um all right i'm gonna give you
0: are we sure it wasn't an actual old lady and not just that
1: oh the wolf, and the or old wolf lady. dressed in a yeah, yeah. bringing it back all the way around to shrek Mm-hmm. nice nice come on man that's questionable, too. I know it's Eddie Murphy, but Casey, I'm going to give you. Let's you want you want to hear a frightening. crime? I don't know. I read the first title. I'm going to go down the titles of the most yeah. frightening crimes that happened on Christmas. I got a feeling <laughs> we either might want to go back to wild and weird or maybe mm-hmm. just uh, maybe you want to go to historical and hear how Charlemagne was crowned on Christmas Eve. So here, what if here's we do these...
0: the worst one, and then as we leave people with with a little maybe another wild and wacky or a, a touching like history one?
1: All right, all right. So you pick which one you want here. <laughs> I'm okay, like, I'm, I'm nervous shooting for about the bottom. This. We're start. A child pageant winner was murdered. <laughs> Innocent <laughs> children were trampled when someone shouted fire. Oh God. a sharecropper killed his whole family for mysterious reasons <laughs> <laughs> it's not christmas a young man dismembered his aunt's boyfriend in a rage oh <laughs> i know i saw you i got a front runner as, as, as soon as the connection gets <laughs> weird <name> is... <laughs> and distant that's always where you gotta go three teenagers were murdered by intruders in 1881 um three were killed in a store parking lot by a stranger there's oh, been more than one murderer who dressed as santa claus that's interesting uh, black activists were killed in their own home by white supremacists oh a teenager was tortured to death after being accused of witchcraft aunt's boyfriend is looking sweeter and sweeter oh
0: yeah it's got the right amount of jp darkness (laughs) but silliness like i'm not gonna commit to like
1: (laughs) black activists get murdered by racists a young mother was murdered in front of her child oh Oh, man a three-day killing spree took place over christmas and uh wait i don't know what this is this ronald gene simmons murdered his whole family and then some
0: Oh, I like the and
1: then some. And that's that's where we end up with, and then some.
0: I say I still stick into aunt's boyfriends. The,
1: uh, aunt's boyfriend or more murder, More? there's more than one murder that dressed as Santa, but I gotta see aunt's boyfriend here. We can Chick do Robert. both,
0: they're, they're not long.
1: That's true, that's true, that's true. Or actually, they look a little wordy, but... Uh they're not uh i can i can condense for us let me find it all right young man dismembered his aunt's boyfriend in a rage housing can be tough to find for a student especially in the last several years and while christmas may be about goodwill this sounds cheeky obviously about goodwill towards mm-hmm. those around you sometimes the situation is simply not sustainable this was the situation 18 year old alexis valdez found himself on christmas day in 2013 Valdez had been staying with his aunt and her boyfriend, Silvestre Diaz-Hernandez, who allowed him to live in their apartment as long as he remained at school, worked, and helped out with the bills, according to CBS Chicago. At some point, though, Valdez quit school and his job and wasn't upholding his part of the bargain any longer. His aunt and her boyfriend... That is so jerk practice. (laughs) That is so fucking jerk practice. (laughs) When you say your aunt and boyfriend it's like whenever we'd come up with a sitcom premise we're like i don't know an aunt and her boyfriend (laughs) they run a sporting goods store (laughs) decided to ask him to leave it was bad timing seeing as it was christmas but valdez seemed to take it extra hard and considering what happened next he confronted his aunt's boyfriend and things quickly turned violent in his anger valdez killed Diaz hernandez with a hammer mutilated his body by removing all his limbs and then decapitated him, also disfiguring his face in the process, leaving his head in Valdez's aunt's bed. He later described this as a present. Valdez called police and told them exactly what happened and fully admitted to the murder. When police arrived, they found him covered in blood. Reportedly, Valdez later said he would have killed his aunt too, had she been home. That aunt's boyfriend. It's hard to be an aunt's boyfriend. It's like Forrest Gump. it must be hard being brothers. It must be hard That's being your aunt's uh, boyfriend. It's a,
0: it's a shame we weren't musically inclined earlier, because that would have been a killer punk band we could have started. Oh, yeah. Oh, dead, my, 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 my aunt's dead boyfriend.
1: Oh, my God. Decapitated <laughs> boyfriend. My aunt's <laughs> decapitated boyfriend. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do a palate cleanser, huh?
0: Yeah, a little, uh, little Christmas... Cheers! Steer us away from these Christmas jeers.
1: I'll give you some historical events but this is more for like this was just interesting probably don't Mm -hmm. need to get into it because people will be like so on Christmas it's amazing how many huge events happened on Christmas Mm -hmm. Charlemagne was crowned the Holy Roman Emperor on Christmas got it William the Conqueror was crowned the King of England on Christmas George Washington and the Continental Army Cross the Delaware River on Christmas? No oh, shit. I wish I knew that fact for our sketch. Yeah, I know that would. That could have it... made it into the Christmas fucking episode every I... year. What an easy rewrite, oh, son God. of a bitch.
0: We really fumbled the ball on that one.
1: Holy shit! How did you not learn that in public school? His man?
0: cousin Eggnog River? Oh
1: man, we got to get these gifts across the way. <laughs> Tis the season. The Treaty of Ghent ends the War of eighteen twelve on Christmas. President Andrew Johnson issues all the final pardons to Confederate soldiers on Christmas. See, mm. Trump's got, Trump still has competition as the worst president ever. Oh yeah, this guy yeah, pardoned yeah. fucking all of <laughs> them slave owners, every slave owner <laughs> on Christmas Eve. All right, uh, we all know about the World War Christmas Truce. World War One, excuse me. Apollo 8 orbited the moon. And those were just kind of fascinating historical events. Let's get something weird. Let's cap her with something weird here. Beer or else. We had a fake heart attack. Brat gets angry over Nintendo Wii fights girlfriend. (laughs) A reptilian Christmas story. Perfect. Alright, here's a reptilian Christmas story
0: It is the Great Conjunction tonight So we
1: need Uh, to uh, Not forget
0: our conspiracy roots here
1: Perfect, perfect Are you dreaming of a slithery Snake filled Christmas? Donald Legast Jr. Was When he was charged with stealing Three snakes and a cash register From a Louisiana pet store
0: (laughs) (laughs) Had to go back for that last snake
1: Oh yeah In December 2012, the owner of Delta Pets in Slidell summoned police after noticing that the store's door had been pried open and a $600 python and two boas were missing, according to the New Orleans Times-Picayune. Police canvassed the area and located a vacant building with a makeshift bed, three snakes, and a jail ID card with Legay's name on it inside. Aggressive detective work was not required to determine that the three snakes were the same (laughs) reptiles missing from Delta Pets. Sar- Detective Daniel Susanoo told the New Orleans paper. the, the snakes pick his pocket? <laughs> like,
0: like, no, I need to leave it in case someone comes. and They need to know they're my snakes.
1: Oh, my God. There you go. It's wild and weird out there, my but friend. Not a Shrek man, really,
0: and not a snake man, either. No. I mean... They're expensive, but it's a lot of work, even to sell them.
1: I have come around because there's so many on the property not to be like and my brother, most times if they surprise me, if I move a pallet, which I have, and there's a snake sitting there, you'll get an an unfortunate shriek at times. My hand was right there because I lifted something up. You know it was like smelling my knuckles. However, once I get, now I'm to the point of once I get over the initial shriek, I'm able to just be like, That's a "Snake, they're kind of cool." Yeah. I don't want one in my room, but I'm also no. not gonna chop this thing's head off. I'm gonna no. take two rakes, hold it awkwardly, and throw it in the woods. So yeah. snakes are cool. They're doing their normal thing. They got, they still got the <laughs> factor. Don't need to be a snake guy, not a spider guy. Although I really wanted to be when I was, you know. Ten or eleven. I'm
0: sure they smell. They gotta smell as cool as it would be to have a tarantula.
1: Uh, yeah, a stancho. It's gotta have a
0: musk, like a ferret or a polecat, as we learned last week.
1: Oh yeah, ferret. Yeah, there was a. We grew up with a uh, someone who uh, had a ferret. I think they lived over by your hood. And when we go over there to oh, yeah. have a party, it, like always got loose and like would oil stink up like the coats. No thanks. <laughs>
0: Just kidding, like that would give you a jolt. <laughs> Get yeah,
1: out, oh, oily ferret in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There you have it.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: We got some Christmas. It got real weird there for a minute, as it should. Be sure to keep on the lookout for cult coming up in Spearfish. Although we don't want any members, but smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, and it's a Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Oh, I gotta, I gotta distinct to interrupt your thing just because you said that. I I give a Happy Holiday when I'm at work because it makes holidays. the most sense. I
0: do both. Is that what? overkill? Happy holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays.
1: I so I always do a Happy Holiday because who am I? With you, right. you and I grew up celebrating Christmas, so we do a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, and it's all, int- but. Ed never fails every year. I do a happy holiday. This woman got like she went, Mm-mm. "Merry Christmas." I went, "Sure, you got it." Fucking assholes! Oh Ooh, my you god, Charlemagne. She's mad because she's not getting her six hundred dollar peanut shell sack of peanut <laughs> shells. Hey, you want some gratitude for Christmas, everyone? Don't give it to this fucking stimulus check. Take it. We all need it. Yeah. take it. But don't you dare dare thank anyone for it respect anyone for getting anything done if that fucking thing they passed the 900 if you i was looking at it i was like so blown away by it because they're like oh they passed another huge stimulus check if you look at it what their stimulus package if you look at it this is crazy Mm -hmm. to me and i can't believe it's not far out there breaking story i guess so it's nine hundred billion dollars, and everybody's like, "That's so much." Five hundred and eighty billion dollars of that is from the last stimulus they passed, and it was money they didn't appropriate properly. That's just been sitting in their fucking basement, and they're just now agreeing to use it. It literally is money that should have went to people, and now they're like, "Yeah, aren't You should be. Aren't you glad we got something done?
0: We did it." No, you already did it. You're claiming... That was our
1: $145 worth of chocolate, you piece of shit. So everybody that needs that money, <laughs> oh, there's I'm two glad you got three. it. But that fucking bullshit, you need to spit on that check before you fucking cash it, my boy. Cash friends. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but cash no, it. No, and it's
0: like, how tone deaf are you, you fucking scumbags? You're like, well, we're leaving for Christmas. You're welcome, by the way.
1: I am so fucking irate.
0: You motherfucker. You <laughs> fucker. You Most of you motherfuckers get paid that $600, which I need, which a lot of people need. You get that a day. Oh, a day? A fucking day. They, Easy.
1: Oh my god. they—that That is some trading place shit right, right there. There's not enough
0: two-by-fours.
1: <laughs> no fucking way. So, God bless you guys. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. But those fucking assholes, I mean... Maybe maybe we should all take those $600 worth of gas out of that fucking airplane's gas tank. That's all I'm saying. Maybe oh, yeah. it, I want it to land, but maybe some putter putters in the sky <laughs> yeah. as they're going to Vail to celebrate <laughs> Christmas, these pieces of shit. Unbelievable.
0: Viva la revolution. Uh, fucking Merry
1: Christmas. Insert guillotine audio cue here. <laughs>
0: Jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah! 20th Century Fox would like you to meet the Furpo family. Dave. Once released from this prison, I, much like my reptilian brother, the pterodactyl, should
1: fly high above my problems. Alvin. Excuse me. The, the sign says take a pen, not take all the pens. <laughs> Bill.
0: Look at that abandoned car.
1: That's <laughs> my car. Oh, their ma.
0: Beautiful dreamer. Hey
1: Edna, I was like to ride in the trunk of the car.
0: Edna, Edna, are we sleeping together? I think not. One big temptation. Forget it. Forget
1: what? There's no money in the vault. And what have we here?
0: Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> One brilliant plan. All right! This is a robbery. Your hand. Oh, do you boys really want to do this? Absolutely, but on Christmas Eve, it doesn't seem right. One huge mistake. I just did what the map said, I made four lefts.
0: Four lefts as I saw going you idiot. Robbing the bank was easy. <laughs> God, are you okay? Well, we're not dead, if that's what you mean. Why don't you come join my family and me for a wonderful Christmas dinner by the fire? But surviving the nicest little town in the world... Here we are. ...that's the
1: hard part. Come on in. I just want these people. I don't want to get to know them, all right? If you don't give me that money, I'm going to throw your mother out the window. All right, all right. Love you, too. But you need any money. No, we've taken more than I share already.
0: (laughs) 20th Century Fox presents the story of three brothers looking to get out of paradise. Is there a bus or a train? Any way they can? Ah! Ah! Nicholas Cage. I'm getting this feeling that you're not telling me something. John Lovitz. Yeah, what this feeling you're getting is paranoia. Dana Carvey.
1: Come on, let's just go.
0: Trapped in paradise. Don't aggravate the old witch. I wish I was a witch. I shove my broomstick right up your... Ah!